Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And welcome in to Lock It In with Cam Rogers, part of the Believe Network, right here on the Believe Hour, part of Sports Map Radio. Cam Rogers here, national sports betting and golf analyst. Get at me on social media. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers98. What a show we have on tap for you. Complete Masters breakdown. We have breaking news from Tiger Woods saying, quote, as of right now, I feel like I am going to play. I will break down every single angle of what to expect from Tiger Woods at the Masters. I mean, truly remarkable 14 months removed from that car crash. Of course, Believe is the number one content network for professionals with so many awesome shows worth checking out. We've got Believe in Bengals with Pac-Man Jones and Solomon Wilcots. Of course, Believe in Giants with Giants legend Carl Banks and Bob Papa. Mikey Likes You, a fantastic Fitness Pod with radio personality Mike Catherwood. The Pay Dirt Podcast, of course, covering Penn State football with Matt McGloin, former NFL and Penn State quarterback. And Tom Hannafin, fantastic sports broadcaster. So definitely check us out. Believe.com is the website. Here's what's on tap for the show today. Tiger Woods is playing in the Masters Tournament. Segment number one of this show. We will be breaking down the news of Tiger Woods here today. Of course, a full-on course breakdown of Augusta National with other key storylines for the Masters. My power rankings, I will count you guys down from 10 to 1. My top 10 players for the Masters this week. And my official pick, along with my best bets to hopefully win you some money here for the Masters, which, by the way, for a lot of people out there, is the beginning of the golf season. So it's going to be quite a ride, especially with the official needle mover, if you will, of the PGA Tour, Tiger Woods, competing. Complete breakdown of Tiger Woods coming up on the other side, right here on the Believe Hour. And welcome back to the Believe Hour. Lock it in with Cam Rogers. Cam Rogers here. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers 99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers 98. We are presented by betonline.ag. Looking to wager on these games across the NBA and, of course, MLB. We have the Masters this week, of course. Head on over to betonline.ag on your desktop or your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus. On your first deposit, just use our promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to get started. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all updated odds and info along with player props, and new contests throughout the year. It's super easy to get started, so join today, Bet Online, where the game starts. And we thank them for sponsoring Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Okay, segment two, complete breakdown on Tiger Woods. We have some major news across the golfing world. 14 months removed 
from a horrific car crash, the greatest player to ever walk the earth is going to play the biggest golf tournament on the PGA Tour calendar. I'm talking about Tiger Woods. During his press conference today, he said, quote, As of right now, I feel like I'm going to play. So he left some room for doubt, but suffice it to say, we're at about 95% assurance that Tiger Woods is going to play the Masters. And I had to put things in perspective. Just the sheer fact that Tiger Woods was even practicing at Augusta National. This sort of removed from his car crash was truly remarkable. And it was hard for me to sort of comprehend, aside from that little asterisk, that we're talking about Tiger Woods, Superman, in the game of golf. So here's the deal. He's going to play nine more holes tomorrow and then give the final final. But again, he said essentially he's going to play the Masters, and that was my inclination all along going back to when he flew to Augusta National last week. You don't fly to Augusta National with your caddy, with your son Charlie, with the expectation that you're not going to play. And here's the other thing, too. Somebody asked Tiger Woods today, do you feel like you can win? He said yes. Here's the thing about Tiger Woods, guys. He does not play a particular PGA Tour event unless he has that self-belief that he can win that given week. He doesn't show up for making the cut, cashing a paycheck, finishing top 20, top 10, racking up FedEx Cup points. That's not his MO. He feels like he can win the Masters. To be an elite athlete, I don't care what sport it is, you have to have that self-belief. And it's always funny when reporters out there and I've been guilty of this, asking, you know, NFL players, what's your goal this year? What do you think they're going to say other than winning Super Bowl? You know what I mean? It's like, eh, rather get to the wild card round. I think that's our ceiling, and we'll consider that a success. No moral victories when you're an elite athlete, when you're a professional athlete, when you're a collegiate athlete. That's not a thing. And it certainly is not a thing for Tiger Woods, a guy who is here this week at Augusta National competing with the elite talent on the PGA Tour to get his sixth green jacket. Two years removed from, of course, his fifth green jacket. Excuse me, three years removed. But again, just the sheer fact that he's going to tee it up this week is an accomplishment, at least in my opinion, certainly not in his, but certainly in mine. So, what are the reasonable expectations for Tiger Woods this week? His number out there is sporadic as far as the outright market is concerned. I'm seeing 50 to 1, 30 to 1, 80 to 1. Let me just tell you, don't bet on Tiger Woods to win the Masters. 
it's not a reasonable expectation, at least from a pundit standpoint, and that's what I'm being right now, a pundit. If I was in Tiger Woods' shoes, I would have that self-belief that I could win the Masters that week. But from the outside, I have to say, I think his ceiling is probably something along the lines of a top 15 finish. I think making the cut is a safe bet this week. But anything more than that is a bit of a stretch. Now, I'll say this. We have a good sample size of Tiger Woods showing up to Augusta National with long layoffs and him playing pretty well. 2010, of course, the Thanksgiving debacle with the Escalade and what have you back in 2009. That was more of a PR nightmare for Tiger Woods, not an injury-related thing. Showed up to Augusta, having played zero PGA Tour golf that year, and finished tied for fourth. 2015, coming off a back surgery. Wasn't sure if he was going to play. Shows up to Augusta National, finishes T-17. So... Augusta is kind at times to the older guard of the PGA Tour. We've seen Bernhard Langer play well here. We've seen Freddie Couples play well here. Of course, Tiger Woods, three years ago, winning. So experience typically breeds success at this tournament. And I think that matters here this week for Tiger. If I had to guess... This is probably his second best chance to win a major this year. I think his best chance, actually, is at the Open Championship at St. Andrews, a super flat golf course, and a course that he knows very well. He's won at before. So reports out there about Tiger practicing. His ball speed is in the low 170s, can get it to around 176, which is above average on the PGA Tour along the same lines as Justin Thomas. The short game looks exceptional. No problems with his swing overall. And when he's missing it, he's pulling it, which isn't really a bad thing at Augusta National because Augusta calls for typically a draw from a right-handed golfer and a cut from a left-handed golfer. That's why we've seen success from Bubba Watson, Phil Mickelson, Mike Weir, Three lefties who cut the ball. And for Tiger Woods, of course, who can certainly draw the ball. So if he's pulling it, the preferred miss would be in that direction. Not necessarily fading it. And Freddie Couple said this yesterday. Good friend of Tiger's. Played a practice round with him and Justin Thomas. Quote, if he can walk, he can contend. That's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. But as far as actually putting money down on Tiger Woods this week, if you want to check out Bet Online, I think A, a bet on him making the cut is a reasonable bet, and B, perhaps a sprinkle on him finishing inside the top 20. Anything more than that, I can't go there. I can't go there in the outright market. 50 to 1? That's way too short. 
my projected winner this week at the Masters, who I will name later in this show, is at that same number and playing really good golf right now. Ball striking is fantastic. But again, the takeaway is this. Perspective matters. Perspective matters. Tiger Woods is playing in the Masters far earlier than I had ever projected. And he nearly lost a leg. Remarkable. Coming up next, here on the Believe Hour, lock it in with Cam Rogers. Full course breakdown, along with key storylines for Augusta. Right here on the Believe Hour, Sports Map Radio. Welcome back to the Believe Hour, right here on Sports Map Radio. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99. The big news in the golfing world, you guys know by now, Tiger Woods will compete in the Masters. So, what I will do here for you guys is give you a course breakdown of Augusta National and, of course, my key storylines to track here as we enter the first major championship of the PGA Tour season. So Augusta National, it's a pretty big ballpark here. Here's the big note. It's going to stretch beyond 7,500 yards on the scorecard, which is the longest it has ever played. So typically, year in and year out, the number one corollary stat to success at Augusta National is actually driving distance. Now, people will tell you, maybe it's a second-shot golf course, you need a good putter, you need all those things, of course, but when you really look into the data, the biggest component to success at Augusta National is driving distance. Hideki Matsuyama, Dustin Johnson, Tiger Woods, Patrick Reed, Sergio Garcia, Danny Willett, Jordan Spieth, Bubba Watson, twice. Most of those guys are... Pretty solid drivers off the tee as far as distance is concerned. Scoring on the par fives will be critical this week. That means two. That means eight. That means 13. That means 15. You have to take advantage of those holes. Because nine of the ten par fours play over 400 yards. So when you're on the par fours, bring your long iron game. When you're on the par fives... Hopefully you get on in two and either get an eagle or get a tap in birdie. That is the plan to success, if you will, at Augusta National. And with the par threes, really, that's about surviving as well. Outside of 16, 16 can be had. But other than that, it's a struggle on the par threes as well. Course history, in my opinion, Matters here more than any other tournament. Experience typically breeds success at this event. There is a reason why you have the likes of Freddie Couples and Bernhard Langer pop up here. Justin Rose do well here. He's part of the older guard on the PGA Tour. Tiger Woods winning the Masters just a few years ago. It's because... The more you play Augusta National, the better you understand the nuances of the golf course. And 
there is a reason why also you have to go back to 1979 for the last time a first-timer, a debutante, won the Masters. Now, worth noting, the last two Masters, we've had a couple of players, debutantes, finish runner-up. Sun J.M., runner-up to Dustin Johnson, Will Zalatoris just last year. So, with the way in which the PGA Tour is headed, as far as depth is concerned, we could have a first-timer at the Masters pretty darn soon. But as of right now, I think the big storyline there is when you're making predictions about this event, you need to really factor in course history and recent success at this event. It has taken some golfers a long time to sort of understand this golf course and finally win. Sergio Garcia, it took him a while, and finally he won, right? Shane Lowry is another example. His master's resume was horrible prior to the last two years where he finished inside the top 30, and I think he will be a factor here this week. So... Augusta National is going to play very long. And by the way, we have weather in the forecast. Right now, as we speak, the golf course is damp. Typically, when it rains, it favors the Bombers because you get less roll off the tee. Right? Great for scoring because you have those receptive greens. So Augusta National... It's going to be interesting to see how this length is going to factor in. Because again, it is going to play the longest it has ever had. So, stay tuned on that. Again, in case you missed it, Tiger Woods is playing in the Masters. It was simply remarkable that he's even here. And now, he's going to compete. That's the number one storyline here this week. I just did a full breakdown of Tiger Woods in the previous segment, but you got to talk about him again. Again, expectations should be limited. He hasn't played competitively in 17 months. I would say something along the lines of a T33 is a realistic finish. Again, the key for Tiger Woods is this, guys. Walking Augusta National. It's not about his game. His game reportedly looks great. It's about walking around that golf course, dealing with the undulations and the terrain for 72 holes. Can he do that? If he can and can manage the pain or the soreness, he could certainly be right there. But it's a big if. Diving headfirst into major championship competition after 17 months is a steep hill to climb for Tiger Woods. But if there is anybody who can deal with adversity like that in the game of golf, it is Tiger. So, we shall see. But I will note this. He would not have showed up to Augusta National if there was risk of re-injury. My assumption is he got the clearance from doctors to go ahead and practice, see how you feel. Soreness is okay. Fatigue is okay. 
even pain, is okay. But risk of re-injury? Not going to happen. If this comes down to pain tolerance for Tiger Woods, which I assume it is, he doesn't care. He won a U.S. Open on one leg. So he will gut this out, there's no doubt. And if he is in contention on Sunday evening, given what happened to him 14 months ago, the story of the year. Perhaps it already is in the sports world. Real quick, Phil Mickelson won't play in the Masters for the first time since 1994. You all know by now the PR nightmare that he is going through, making comments about the Super Golf League backed by the Saudi government. Phil Mickelson essentially equating what the Saudi government does to its citizens to having leverage to make change on the PGA Tour. That's essentially what Phil did. Can't do that. You just can't. And so reportedly, Augusta National asked him not to show up. 1994, the year I was born, the last time Phil did not drive down Magnolia Lane to compete in the Masters. Pretty remarkable. I would have predicted the opposite. Phil playing in the Masters and Tiger not. Clearly, what Phil did has sent him into hiding because Bryson DeChambeau said this during his press conference just yesterday. Yeah, I hit up Phil a few weeks ago and I haven't heard from him. Phil Mickelson has ghosted Bryson DeChambeau, which means he is probably ghosting everybody on the PGA Tour and keeping a low profile. And you know what? He probably should. Do some soul-searching and go from there. And I think the leadership at Augusta National did him a favor. Phil, don't show up. He probably would not have a press conference my guess would be, and probably wouldn't speak to the media at all unless required to do so, but still. Oof. Other storylines, Rory McIlroy going for the career Grand Slam, trying to erase the demons of 2011 and that collapse on the back nine. That was quite a Masters to watch, let me tell you. And for Rory, I like him a lot this week. He's inside my top 10 in terms of the power rankings, but he still has to get over that hump of 2011. And basically having one arm through one sleeve of the green jacket on that back nine. The data is there to support a good week, but it's about in between the ears for Rory McIlroy and dealing with the pressure of the career grand slam. Bryson DeChambeau, another storyline. He's back at a major championship, dealing with a bone bruise in his hand right now. Didn't win a single match at the match play in Austin and missed the cut at the Valero Texas Open a week ago. And his best finish at the Masters was as an amateur. So he has yet to really figure this golf course out. He once called Augusta National a par 67. 
because it's that easy to him. And then he finished like T42 when this was last year. So Bryson still trying to get healthier. I don't know really if he can contend, if he has any realistic shot. I believe he admitted he is not even 100% right now. So there you go. Big storylines this week. Tiger Woods, no fill. Rory going for the career Grand Slam. Bryson DeChambeau dealing with some injuries as well. You're listening to the Believe Hour right here on Sports Map Radio. I'm Cam Rogers. Coming up on the other side, my power rankings. I will count you down from 10 to 1 and tell you who will win the Masters Tournament. Coming up next. Welcome back to the Believe Hour right here on Sports Map Radio. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Sports betting analyst, golf analyst, follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99. I am counting you down from 10 to 1. My top 10 players this week at the Masters. So all of these guys that I talk about, pretty safe bets for top 10 finishes, top 20 finishes, matchup plays. I'll get to my best bets at the end as well. Number 10, the Englishman, Matt Fitzpatrick. Watch out for him this week. Improved iron game, 19th on tour. Number one in strokes gained total on tour so far this season. Four top tens in five PGA Tour starts this year. He's finished 12th or better in five straight stroke play events outside of the Players' Championship, which I am willing to throw out, considering that was a wonky week with weather and what have you. Has not missed a cut at the Masters in five straight years. Matt Fitzpatrick will be a factor this week. Number nine, Victor Hovland, second in strokes gained approach over the last 24 rounds. He always brings win equity, in my opinion. No top tens in majors yet, but was T12 at last year's Open Championship. The big concern with Victor Hovland is his chipping. It is very, very bad, and he will tell you that. And if you are missing greens at Augusta National, you have to have that scrambling game. And so, you know, with Victor, it's a little bit concerning with his chipping, but his ball striking is so good that he can overcome the around the green game. So Victor at nine, Brooks Kepka at number eight, not getting talked about as much as he should. Most strokes gained total in this field in major championships since 2008. Brooks Kepka's ranks in majors since 2016. Scored a par first. Birdies are better first. Rounds in the 60s first. Scoring average first. Strokes gained total first. Wins first. Trending nicely as well. Third in Phoenix. 16th at the Honda Classic. 12th at the Valspar Championship. Has gained strokes off the tee in four straight events. Brooks Kepka, watch out this week at the Masters. Dustin Johnson at number seven, starting to peak at the right time for me. Prior to last year's missed cut, by the way, he has five top tens, including a win at the Masters. Nine of the last ten Masters champions had at least two top 15 finishes in Their previous three starts, DJ is one of them. Most strokes gained ball striking 
at the Masters, by the way, the last four years. Dustin Johnson lurking at number seven. Number six, I talked about him earlier, Rory McIlroy. Top 10 in this field in strokes gained around the green. Number three in driving distance. He would become only the sixth player to complete the career Grand Slam in the Masters era if he were to put on the green jacket on Sunday evening. Joining Gene Sarazen, Ben Hogan, Jack Nicklaus, Gary Player, and Tiger Woods. First round struggles have been a concern for Rory McIlroy, and he's like the backdoor top 10 master. As in struggling in the beginning, Thursday, Friday, makes the cut, and then gets hot on the weekend, but never really contends. So he has to figure that out, and of course, the demons of 2011. But McElroy is there at number six. This man finished a runner-up in his debut at the Masters. Will Zalatoris, elite iron player and top 10 in strokes gained off the tee this season, leads the tour in strokes gained tee to green, also second in strokes gained approach, ninth in greens in regulation. And again, second at the Masters back in 2021. If you want to look for outright value, go to the PGA Tour website, look at the stat, strokes gained tee to green, and go from number 19 and in. The last 10 years, nine of those 10 years, nine of those 10 champions... We're inside that top 19. So you can really narrow down your player pool, if you will. And I think Will Zalatoris has some serious value this week. John Rahm is at number four. For the longest time this PGA Tour season, John Rahm was unbettable. Eight to one, seven to one, six to one in the outright market? I mean, no, I'm not going there. But maybe now it makes a little sense to put some cash down on John Rahm. Fantastic major championship golfer. Four consecutive top tens at Augusta National. Bomber off the tee. Second to just Brooks Kepka in strokes gained total at majors over the last five years. The concern, obviously, is the short game, the around the green game in particular. It has been very disappointing so far this year. It has held him back. It's a big reason why he has yet to win this year. Won the U.S. Open last year, but no wins this year. But overall, ball striking has been elite. Number one on tour in strokes gained off the tee and in greens and regulation. So he can get away with the short game as far as top tens are concerned, but he needs to put it all together for an actual win. John Rahm there at number four, my top three. Here we go. Shane Lowry. If conditions turn bad, Shane Lowry should thrive. Ranked seventh in approach over the last 24 rounds. Gained strokes with his putter in three straight events. Seven straight top 25s in stroke play action worldwide. No top 20 finishes here at Augusta over the last five years, but... Two top 25s the last two years. So that tells me he's starting to figure out this golf course. 
Shane Lowry there at number three. Number two, Justin Thomas. Getting a lot of buzz here this week. Made the switch to Jim Bones Mackay as a full-time caddy. Of course, Bones, a former caddy of Phil Mickelson, was on the bag for Phil's Green Jackets. Six top eight finishes since November for JT. Five consecutive top 25 finishes at the Masters. Top 10 in driving distance. Par 5 scoring. Second in strokes gained tee to green this season. First in the Masters field in strokes gained overall over the last 24 rounds. There is a reason why he is the guy to pick this week. But he's not my guy to pick this week at the Masters. His name is Daniel Berger, my projected winner. Nine of the last 10 Masters champions had at least two top 15 finishes in their previous three events. Berger is one of them. Eight of the last 10 Masters winners have gained at least 1.5 strokes per round from tee to green in the three months prior to the Masters. Berger is one of them. Daniel Berger is eighth on tour in scoring average. Top 10 in strokes gained, tee to green on the year. I know the Masters resume is not great, but he does have a top 10 in his debut back in 2016, which really is enough for me. When you show up to Augusta for the first time and finish top 10, that's pretty good. That means you have learned the golf course. And so Daniel Berger is my projected winner of the 2022 Masters Tournament. My best bets. All right, so outright, Daniel Berger is my guy. 52-1 to get it done. I like that play a lot. Top 10s, Justin Thomas. I think that's a lock. Shane Lowry. I think that's a smart play as well. And Rory McIlroy, the backdoor top 10 master. Top 20s, Matt Fitzpatrick. Go ahead and lock that in. And then a couple other names here who I haven't mentioned yet. Russell Henley has been absolutely fantastic as far as ball striking is concerned. I like him for a top 20. Seventh on tour in strokes gained, tee to green. Has made 15 cuts in a row. Has finished T33 or better in each of his last five stroke play starts. Three straight top 25 finishes at the Masters. Russell Henley. I like him a lot. Tony Finau. Top 20. Finished top 10 in three of his four starts here at the Masters. And I think the form is steadily getting there for Tony. It's been a struggle for him, especially in the early going of 2022, but... Of late, it's starting to come around, and he has the master's resume. So Tony Finau, top 20. Some matchup plays. If you're just getting into golf betting, I highly recommend going in this direction and trying to find that plus money. Brooks Kepka plus 108 over Dustin Johnson. I'll take the plus money here. I like both these guys. They're side-by-side in my power rankings here this week. But I am willing to take the plus money there with Brooks Kepka. I really do think he's in for a fantastic week. Rory McIlroy. Going with the favorite, actually, in this situation. Minus 150 over Colin Morikawa. 
I have a lot of concerns about Morikawa this week. He has not played well so far this calendar year. The ball striking is not as good as we are used to seeing. So I am off. Colin Morikawa here this week. I will go with Rory McIlroy there. Jordan Spieth. I'm getting plus money on Jordan Spieth. Plus 113 over Patrick Cantlay. Give me Spieth in this situation. Played the Valero Texas Open a week ago. Putter was horrible. In fact, one of his worst putting performances, statistically speaking, ever. But his ball striking was great. And he knows these greens at Augusta National. Plus 113, I'll take that over Patrick Cantlay, who really doesn't have a great master's resume. Will Zalatoris, minus 115. Basically even money here over Louis Oosthuizen. Louis has been pretty disappointing so far this year. He's got a great short game and a decent master's resume, but even still, it's just, I'm not a fan of Louis Oosthuizen this week, so you guys know I'm a big fan of Will Zalatoris this week, minus 115. I think that is a safe bet. So, outright Daniel Berger, top 10s, Justin Thomas, Shane Lowry, Rory McIlroy, top 20, Russell Henley. Matt Fitzpatrick and Tony Fino, and some matchups. Brooks over DJ, Rory over Colin, Jordan Spieth over Patrick Cantlay, Zalatoris over Louis Oosthuizen here this week at the Masters Tournament. Remember, matchups, always good to go for those plus money plays, but if you really see a mismatch, you can certainly go with the favorite in that situation as well, you are tuning in to Lock It In with Cam Rogers. Follow me on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99. This is the Believe Hour, part of Sports Map Radio. Great to be with you guys here tonight. Final segment coming up right here on the show. Keep it right here. This is Lock It In with Cam Rogers, part of tonight's Believe Hour, right here on Sports Map Radio. Final segment here on the program, saying goodbye to all of you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. This was my premiere on Sports Map Radio. So thanks for hanging out, having some dinner, playing Sports Map Radio in the background, whatever you're doing. I appreciate you. The Masters is this week. It's going to be absolutely amazing. And I want to wrap up with this. As you watch Tiger Woods compete this week, drink it all in. I don't know how many more opportunities Tiger will have to surpass Jack, but every time he tees it up at the majors, it is a treat. It is Christmas. It is a holiday here in April. That motivation to catch and surpass Jack Nicklaus in terms of major championship trophies is so high for Tiger Woods that he showed up to Augusta National 14 months removed from a horrific accident to win another major and get to major championship number 16. Truly remarkable that he is here this week.
Check us out at Believe.com. We have some fantastic shows. Believe in Bengals, Believe in Giants, Pay Dirt, Mikey Likes You, so much more. Believe.com is the website. Once again, you can follow me on Twitter at MrRogers99 and on Instagram at MrRogers98. I am doing plenty of media interviews throughout the week talking about the Masters, Tiger Woods, of course, and whether he can contend this week. Enjoy the coverage. It's going to be For the most part, really good weather. I know I talked about rain in the early going here this week, but for the most part on the weekend, it looks to be absolutely wonderful. Enjoy the azaleas, the Georgia pines, the roars on Sunday evening as we crown our 2022 Masters champion. It's going to be fun to watch. Enjoy the week. Cam Rogers with you. And you can tune into the Believe Hour every weekday and weekend right here on Sports Map Radio. Cam Rogers here saying goodbye. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.